Well, good morning. Welcome as we look today at another portrait of Jesus. We're reading from John chapter 8 today, and it's a passage titled, A Woman Caught in Adultery. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. What a powerful picture these words are painting for us. In today's reading, we see Jesus being, well, Jesus. This is a portrait of mercy, of grace, of forgiveness and compassion. So let's see what we can learn from this story. At this time during his ministry in Jerusalem, Jesus had a pattern of being in the temple early in the morning. He was often there teaching, speaking with the people, drawing a crowd. On this particular day, he was joined by Pharisees and teachers of the law. They knew that Jesus was going to be there. They had already been plotting to arrest him because of his teachings. On this day, they thought they could trap him, lead him to a place where he would be forced into making a judgment. These Pharisees were specialists in the law of Moses. They had studied it and they'd learnt it and they'd lived by it all of their lives. The law of Moses is the old covenant. The religious leaders taught it as you do this, you be obedient to all the rules, you keep them all of your life and then God will accept you. Jesus came to bring about the new covenant a covenant of grace. It is an I love you, I accept you, and now out of that place of love, choose to be obedient to God's way. We know that God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus even said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. But sometimes the God of the Old Testament law, the Old Covenant, is hard for us to understand and reconcile. So God sent Jesus to bring a new covenant, one that was not defined by law, but by mercy, grace and forgiveness. 
God gives us the opportunity to see him at work through the person of Jesus. The Pharisees and teachers of the law were trying to lure Jesus into speaking against the law of Moses to give them reason to be able to arrest him. They brought to him a woman, a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, dragged from where she was, how she was, into the midst of the crowd where Jesus was teaching outside the temple in full view. Just the woman, not the man, even though it takes two to be caught in the act, even though the law required that both parties be judged, this woman was forced to stand in front of Jesus, drawing the attention of the crowd, drawing their stares and their judgment. What was going through Jesus's mind as he saw this woman forced to stand before him? Where did his thoughts take him at this moment? Jesus himself grew up in a town where some may have thought that his mother had committed the same sin. Those who did not believe in that miraculous virgin birth story. Perhaps Jesus's childhood experience gave him a unique filter as he looked at this scene. Perhaps it helped him to see it through the eyes of the woman before him. I can only imagine the chaos that would have erupted when the Pharisees dragged this woman to Jesus. He was in the middle of teaching. He had the attention of a crowd and they dragged this woman to him and made her stand before him. His composure astounds me. They were setting a trap and he would have known that. What could Jesus say? If he set her free, he'd be accused of violating the law of Moses that requires that the woman and the man be stoned to death. If he upheld the law and said to stone her, he would be going against Roman law, which did not permit Jews to carry out executions. And therefore, he would have been bringing on himself the wrath of the government and giving the Jewish leaders reason to accuse him. And also, that's just not who Jesus is. He came to be the new covenant, to connect people to his father, to show forgiveness, grace and love. So what did he do? The Bible says he stooped down and wrote in the dust. He bent down where he was and drew with his finger. We may have been expecting him to stand up, to step forward, to maybe even climb up a step or two to speak to the crowd, to command their attention. But instead we see him stoop low, lower than anyone else, lower than the Pharisees, lower than the crowd, maybe even lower than the woman herself. Just picture this 
and notice the mercy and compassion that Jesus was showing. At this point, he was creating a diversion. He was drawing the eyes of the accusers and the crowd away from this woman, away from her state. Remember, she was dragged out just as she was found. Jesus was commanding their attention in his quiet, purposeful way, drawing their eyes and making them look down, showing grace, grace shown in a God who stoops. He stooped to wash feet. He stooped to embrace children. He stooped to pull Peter out of the sea. He stooped to pray in a garden, stooped to carry a cross. Here he stooped to write in the dust. What did Jesus write? Do you know the Greek word used here for write is katagrapho, which means making a list. The prefix kata means against. So literally it's to write against. To write against who? The woman? I think not. The accusers? Maybe. Perhaps a list of their sins. We don't know, and maybe the reason we don't know is perhaps it doesn't really matter. Jesus was down in the dust, not standing, not judging, but with her in the dirt, humble, merciful, personal and close. The Bible says they kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again. He then straightened up and stood between the woman and her accusers, and he didn't preach. He placed himself between her and the people holding the stones. And he said, All right. But let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. Imagine those awkward moments of silence as the conviction began to settle in their hearts when the reality of their own weaknesses and sinfulness became very real and tangible when they saw the hypocrisy in their own actions and when they realised they had to drop their stones. While Jesus drew in the dust, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Instead of being drawn into their game, their trap, 
He challenged each of them to check the rules, to check their hearts and see if they could even play. You know, when we begin to feel judgmental, when we take these stones in our hands, ready to throw them, we need a diversion. We need to take our eyes off the person to look to Jesus and check our hearts. To be reminded of our own shortfallings, our sinful nature and our desires, our own hypocritical thinking. Be reminded that we have, that we too have been forgiven for much and realise we have no alternative but to drop our stones. You may have heard it said, love the sinner, hate the sin. But what Jesus is saying is love the sinner, hate your own sin. The Passion Translation puts it this way. Then he stood back up and said to her, Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Jesus stood. He turned to her. I can imagine him speaking in a gentle, soft voice. He calls her dear woman, using the Greek word that means miss or mom and is actually a word that shows great respect. It's the same word that he uses for his own mother. Jesus does not condemn her. He speaks to her from a place of grace, mercy and love and he shows her dignity and favour. Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and from now on be free from a life of sin. In saying this, he was essentially saying to her, you are a woman who is loved, loved by both me and my father in heaven. Leave this life and go and live like that woman, the dignified, forgiven new woman. Go and live that life. Jesus was not implying innocence. Jesus was not ignoring or dismissing her sin, but this statement reflects his sovereignty to forgive sins. Jesus does not treat sin lightly, but he forgave her, showing her that he is mercy, grace and forgiveness. He gives us all as sinners the opportunity to start life anew. It says in Romans For everyone has sinned. We all fall fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. All of us have sinned. None of us deserve God's mercy. None of us deserve his forgiveness, but this portrait of Jesus 
shows us that he offers it regardless of who we are and what we have done. He shows us love, mercy and grace with gentleness and compassion. N.T. Wright in his book, Simply Jesus, says he comes, of course, as the one who died for us. There is no doubting his love, but his love is the love that wants the very best for us and from us. It's not the sentimental kind that doesn't want to make a fuss and so refuses to confront the thing that is actually wrong. He loves in the way a doctor or a surgeon loves, wanting the best, working for life, dealing powerfully and drastically with the cancer or the blocked artery. He loves us too much to leave us in our sin. In fact, he loved us so much. He took our sin on himself. He paid the cost for us. He took the penalty of sin so that we may be free and forgiven. He is the merciful Jesus. Just like this woman, we cannot promise to move on and never sin again. But Jesus's mercy and forgiveness gives us the opportunity to start afresh with the help of his Holy Spirit at work to make some changes in our lives, to become more of who God wants us to be, to look and step forward. What does this portrait of Jesus show us about the nature of God? Our God is compassion. When the world was ready to judge and ready to throw stones, Jesus put himself between the woman in her sin and their angry, harsh accusations and hard rocks. He drew their attention away from her, taking it on himself. Our God is mercy. When the law says this should mean the end, Jesus says, I see you. I know you. I love you regardless of what you have done. He shows compassion and forgiveness towards us, even though it is completely undeserved. Our God is forgiveness. He has taken our debt on himself. He has paid the price for our sins. He offers us a clean slate, a new start. God is the God of new beginnings. He doesn't just display these attributes, he is them. In finishing, I want to share with you this beautiful artwork. It focuses in on the end of the story. Or is it really the beginning of her new story? It draws us to what the woman was processing in her heart as the first as first those stone throwers left and then Jesus walked away. What may she have been feeling in this moment? This woman who had been dragged out, made to stand in complete shame, her sins exposed, expecting and anticipating the worst. But now she's just been shown ultimate mercy forgiveness and grace. She has been gifted a new beginning when it should have been her end. She had gone from death to life, been shown compassion, 
had her accusers walk away after the gentle words of a man that could change the entire course of her life. I like to think that once this forgiven woman was able to begin to take in what Jesus had done for her, that she might have started to walk in the new freedom that Jesus had opened up. That she may have begun to make changes to her life. And while it would not have been easy, and like us all, she would continue to face challenges and struggles, she could now move forward in the grace, the love and the mercy that Jesus offered to her. She had experienced the merciful Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for taking on yourself our sins, for stooping low and carrying our burdens, for rising again and bringing us forgiveness, for the opportunity to start anew for connecting us to the Father and for showing us mercy. Help us never take this for granted and to walk in your freedom and grace. Amen.